ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. The Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd, how are you doing, buddy? Good, Jeremy. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good. Fall is uh, coming. It's actually a minus one degree out here right now, just below freezing. So we got our first frost last night. Oh, <sighs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's coming. You need, it Cold motorbike month. rides. I don't care how bad it is in Canada. You need another month. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. yeah, just go ahead and give you another foot of snow in December, but wait <laughs> yeah. a month. I know, right? Technically, technically, it's still summertime. Like this is the summer calendar. It's not fall yet, but well, that's what, what I miss and hated about Montana. You know, I got there in the la- last day of July, nineteen ninety-two. August fifth, nineteen ninety-two. It was snowing. Yeah, I went to the <laughs> uh, the club on base to get some dinner play some pool, walk back home. And I went in in a T-shirt and I came out and it was snowing. I'm like, "Eh, where have they sent me? You know, and then (laughs) August 6th, it was sunny again and and 70 degrees. I'm like, "Yep." what in the 30 flavors of what is going on? Yeah. No, I'm going to say it was a 2002 2003 i know we didn't have kids yet um but we had snow every single month every single month june july august at like all summer one or two days it would snow well, not one or two days but at least one day like and not, not anything that would stick but it would yeah. be like you know two degrees above freezing and snow would be coming down from the sky and it's like wow it's crazy it's crazy, yeah, but uh, you know it's so funny because we've had so much moisture in the fall. Like the summer, the the growing season for the farmers was terrible. Like I think it's like, I think Alberta produced like twenty percent of what it normally does, and then this fall we got a bunch of rain, and so the fall colors are spectacular. <laughs> like all summer long, it's been brown and dry and dusty. And it's funny, I was looking at a YouTube video of mine from a couple of years ago. I just wanted to see what I was doing, like vlogging and stuff like that. And it was earlier in the years, like the very beginning or end of August that I recorded this video and it's just brown as can be. And I was looking outside, I'm like, we're still like nice and green. And it's so nice because the tree, the trees are actually changing slowly. Like the tops are starting to turn, but the bottoms are still bright green. So I'm uh, thinking it's going to be a beautiful fall once it kind of goes full pop and hopefully I can get out there and enjoy it, take some photos. But yeah, it's a... It's a changing, you know? Yep. But so uh, I think we got... the question I asked right before, and then we stopped and started recording. What is going on with YouTube? I don't understand. They've done it again. How, okay, so tell me what exactly what you're asking. What have you noticed? Sure. I didn't know you put up a video yesterday. Yeah. Here's why. It didn't show up in my um, subscription at all. Yeah. It's not there. The one before that is there. The one before that is there. Um, but the only reason I know it showed up in my uh, suggest my recommended feed 
on my homepage, but you go to subscriptions, it ain't there. Yeah. I noticed that because, you, you know, that uh, channel obviously doesn't get tons of views, but if you but when if I compare... subscribed, it's supposed to be and you're subscribed. Yeah. And I also realized when I went back and looked at the actual channel uh, of yours, it, I missed another one. Hmm. And actually, I, ha- I hate to say this, I'm not trying to be uh, mean, but I'm glad I did. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know what kind of um, crap I would have given you about that thumbnail. What thumbnail? Uh, it was er- it was in the summer, the middle of the summer of 2021. Something about uh, uh, having run a lot of uh, marathons. And you're from the west side of Strathmore in that thumbnail. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That picture was taken in Florida, actually. Yeah, not the west side of Strathmore. That was at a house, at, house in Florida. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I try to be gangster, man. Yeah, west side. I'm, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm yeah. all about that this week because I've rewatched uh, season one of The Wire. Oh, okay, I've never watched that In one show. day. Uh, day before yesterday, I was just whatever's going on with my inside had me beat down, and uh, it was just not you know not moving around much. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this. We watched the first season of The Wire. It is one of the best TV shows ever made. Is it? Yeah, but you got to get over some stuff to be able to watch it. Mm. And because I know uh, about Baltimore, it's inner, under it's uh, not so pleasant underbelly. Uh, yeah. it, it, it was more interesting because some of the people who ran the show were actually from there. Actually, yeah. a lot of the some of the lower level cast members, and even one more uppity cast member, are. Legit gangsters from inner city Baltimore. Hmm. Uh, That's the, crazy. the young girl that was one of the assassins, she went by the name Snoop on the show. Uh, Michael K. Williams found her, you know, saw her around when they were filming season one and, and uh, started talking to her. And like, oh man, you got some, not only do you have chops, but you have charisma. And then, you know, they worked with her in between seasons, brought her on as Snoop. And uh, after the show, she went to prison for heroin trafficking. So, you know. Oh, right on. She was a, she was a, and still is a real gangster. But. Hmm. That's cool. But yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, so on my, on my Simple Life channel, I subscribe to my Jeremy Gertz channel. Mm-hmm. Just so for that reason, I can see. And anyways, I had a completely different thumbnail that I'd put up first and it was, and I originally called I the video. If it was that thumbnail because of stupid YouTubery. But there's nothing wrong with it. It was, it was basically a screen grab that I did of me riding the bike at night. So you can kind of see. Oh no, the, the knife was the thumbnail. The uh, No, I changed it after like 45 minutes. It because was still it, yesterday evening about. 8 p.m. Central Time. It was still yeah. the blue tape background knife shape. Oh yeah, that's that's what I changed okay. it to. Oh yeah, because I, I think that's why. No, well I had it up for 45 minutes and I had zero views in 45 minutes. 
none. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is not good. And so I changed the thumbnail, hoping that I was wondering if people were seeing it in their feeds and being like, I don't care about this. So I thought, okay, you know, a lot of people that maybe subscribe to my channel came from Simple Little Life, which probably means they're into knife making, just going, you know, some general ideas here. And I thought, well, I'll put a knife on there so you can see it's a knife. And then, you know, I think a lot of my audience likes knife content. And uh, I don't want to turn this other channel into a knife channel, but I don't mind. I mean, it's part of my life, so I just share, you know, I kind of just want a mishmash of everything I'm interested in. It's and, still the uh, thumbnail as we speak. Yeah, and I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. No, I think because, it does because they're anti-pokey things and pew-pew no, but No, but the thing is the first thumbnail I had was literally in my face. And and it I, I could even change it back, but... It was nothing offensive, and I originally titled the video Night Rider because it was the first time I uh, rode my motorbike at right. night. But I didn't want, like, that's the small little tiny ending of the video, and I thought I don't want it to be, so I just thought knife shop stuff. Like, that's basically what the video is. I'm, mm-hmm. I I don't want to be clickbaity, but I also want I to, you. you know. So it's not that, and and so I put that actually on Instagram on my other account because yeah. you could do the swipe up in the story. And I've had a few people be like, that's so crazy. It doesn't even show up in my subscription feed. And, the and vlog, it didn't on mine either. The chubby and the problems all have knives as thumbnails, and they showed up. So, yeah. No. I And then, I, like, I mentioned that, okay, so we're, we got to talk about this in this show too, but Alberta just went into our fourth lockdown. And I very briefly mentioned it in that video and actually, I went on and on about it in a very negative way. But I thought, you know what? No, I'm not going to get this going on this YouTube channel. You know, so I just said, and because uh, we got an emergency alert, like I was at a meeting and I was actually in the middle of typing an email because we we're all having like talking business stuff for cadets, typing an email. And we get these emergency alerts. And I don't know if you guys have them there, but it's like a, yeah. like a, panic and, and your phone vibrate i almost dropped my phone because i've never actually held my phone when i've gotten one of these right like i'll hear something i'm like what the heck can i go look at i'm typing and all of a sudden i thought my phone was going and they're loud man like doesn't matter if you have the silence turned on like it just i don't loud. like it, it because oh freak every phone in the restaurant went off and everybody jumped they never said that they were turning that stuff on right mm-hmm. and instead of a lot of emergency alerts we get a lot of Amber Alerts, the same system. Yeah. We get yeah. a lot of so Amber Alerts. We have you know that how too, unfair that is to the kidnapper? They could be standing in line trying to keep that girl from screaming, and then everybody's phone goes off, and they look around, hey, you're caught. God. <laughs> 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 Life's not fair, then you die. Uh, yeah. And now but, we're canceled. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so and so. Anyways, at this video, I just said that briefly. I said, "Oh, we're in our fourth wave," and I gave a thumbs up, and then it cut right. And then I went back to talking about my motorbike, and I'm like, "Well, it can't be because of that, right?" But you know, it's funny, interesting. I was looking up yesterday. Uh, so Alberta's bringing in vaccine passports starting on the twentieth, and when I look at the hashtag on Instagram, Alberta vaccine passports, there's one post, and it's from the government. They don't let you hashtag that on Instagram. They don't, and even if you go Alberta vaccine, they don't like. There's the only ones that they actually allow to be showed are either from like different news things, just reporting that okay, you know, we've got vaccines available, or a few people that have pictures of their arms and a thumbs up because they're so proud that they went and got their their vaccine. 
no to- no topics allowed on Instagram that's like, hey, what, what what's going on here? Like, why is this? Is this good? Is this bad? You can't have an opposing view. It's completely controlled and it's pathetic. You will have no dialogue. <sighs> yeah. So anyways, here's the deal. We got to get into this because this is, I mean, there's a lot. You guys have it in the States with, you know, putting head, <laughs> as you call them. Yeah. Um, and, and the employees, 100 employees are under. They just put one in in Alberta. I don't know exactly what, I know the other provinces like Saskatchewan's putting one in October 1st. But basically they announced on the 15th in Alberta of September that on September 20th, uh, if you want to enter a restaurant, you have to show proof of vaccination. I think what you've been waiting for is is coming. And I know we've already had, as of yesterday, um, some large organizations file suit against uh, the mandates. Because, look, we're not saying this isn't important. We're not saying it's not for public health. What we're saying is you don't have a right to do it as the government. Exactly. You You see, you can't make a private business do this. You can make yourself do it as the government. So all your government agencies that you have authority over, you can do that. You can do it for publicly traded companies. I don't agree with it, but you can because there's some precedence for it. But a private company, no matter how big it is, you can't do this. But even if it's a government, the thing is you can't treat somebody different because of what they do or don't do to their body. No, you can treat somebody different. As long as it's not one of the protected statuses, they would have to add this as a protected status, at least here in the state. I'm not saying they're medical. With it. I'm just telling you what's legal and what isn't. You know? Your medical information is protected, it's private information. They're not telling you what your private information is. They're telling you get the vaccine or don't come to work. And as a, if I owned a business and I had, let's say, you know, I owned a strip club with a restaurant. And not that I want to do that, um, looking for a building. Uh, and I have 35 employees. If I don't want them in there vaccinated or unvaccinated, I should be able to make that decision. It's my business. Screw you if you don't like it. I mean, not you, but the employees. Go find another job. There's plenty out there. Trust me. Mm, yeah. And it's just me. I should be able to say, you know, J- Jeremy, your best employee I've ever got. If you can't get vaccinated for whatever reason, I would rather you not be at my business. Bye bye. Yeah. You're fired. Yeah. yeah. Now the government shouldn't be able to do that unless it's their own employees. Mm. I don't know. You know, and it's such a tricky subject. Cause so if we take that and I kind of agree with what you're saying, like I see that it's like, yes, you have a right. But then again, as a private business owner, I own a restaurant. Okay. Mm-hmm. What else do I have a right of refusal for? Could I do it for based on religion? As long as you don't have attack a a protected status, anything. But my medical information is protected. I do not have to share my medical history with anybody. That's protected. That's what we're going against here. Right? If FOIP, uh, you know, even like, like things like... There's very, nobody takes it seriously, but even your phone number and your address, like that stuff, there's certain laws in protection for that. I mean, and it's not a big deal. one of the differences, just so you and I don't get frustrated and the uh, audience doesn't get frustrated, we have different laws 
on this specific mm-hmm. topic in Canada as well as the United States. Yeah. Our HIPAA um, differs from yours in a very fundamentally important way. In America, the doctors can't be made to give up information. In Canada, it's a little bit different. No, we're not. They're not supposed to. Oh no, no, no! I'm saying you can't be made <laughs> to give up your own information. Yeah. HIPAA doesn't say anything about that. What, what's HIPAA? Our health um, privacy stuff. Oh, okay. Health um, Information Privacy Act. Well, it's it's different than that, but. Um, it's Health Information Privacy and Portability Act. Anyway, oh, okay, something like that. Um, I used to be really knowledgeable on HIPAA, but um, I really could could have cared less between 2014 and I don't know March of 2020. Yeah. Um. But you know, like the unless you have probable cause and a warrant, the government generally can't get your health information from your provider. Mm-hmm. They can ask you, and you can give them anything you want. Or you could say, nope, I'm not going to give that to you. And that in in and of itself is probable cause. Yeah, I ain't shitting you. It is. Oh, um, I agree. I agree. And then they have to go through the courts and stuff. And I think that's... And know, they'll get it. Like the I've seen thing. it so many times. Yeah. You're hiding something. You must be hiding. You said no. You must be hiding something. And that's the way American law enforcement works. It's wrong, it's unfortunate, and it ain't going to change anytime soon. No, but even that is so much better than just being like, show me your vaccine passport or else you can't come in here. Like, no, 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 this is this is like, so you know what I don't understand? Is like, so all these uh, pro-choice people, my body, my choice, where are they right now? Why does that argument stand to legalize abortion? But it doesn't stand to let a healthy person who does not have COVID nineteen get into a restaurant. Or here's the here's, here's what don't even go. say get into a restaurant. It's a mask. My body, my choice. Mask. My mm-hmm, body, mm-hmm. my choice. Six feet. My body, my choice. Vaccine. Yeah. It doesn't. It. Oh, it's it's just a woman's choice about her body, and it ends there. Stop trying to supplement, uh, supplant our ideology. No, it's the same thing. No, no, it isn't. All right, God, don't get your leather wallet on a chain in a wad, lady. God. Yeah. And you know. And then they punch you in the mouth for calling them lady. Yeah. It's all government overreach. And it's, here's my problem with it too. It's like, I'm, I'm very uh, conservative and, and libertarian I realize that I don't want to just have this utopic view one way or the other, right? Like, I understand this is a flawed world. We've got, like, massively complicated and flawed systems. But there comes a point where, at at what point do you get really nervous and say, okay, wow, this is scary. See, when you look at the history, and, and this is a big problem. If people don't know history, you know, the Jews, uh, the Germans wanted to know, the Nazi Germans wanted to know who was a Jew and who wasn't. And so they said, listen, we're the Star of David. And they said, oh, okay, well, you know what? It's a religious symbol. Let's not act out. You know, sure, we'll put this on. And it goes a step further. And they say, okay, well, where's your businesses? And then they went and shattered all the windows, right? Uh, crystal knock. You know what I mean? And they did that. And the, the Jews were like, well, we don't want to make the Nazis any more angry than they are. And at what point should they have stood their foot down and said, no, absolutely not. We will not comply, right? 
I mean, you, it kept going and all these things happened to them and happened to them. And they just sat like passive little sheep. And then before you know it, they're all put into cattle trucks and hauled into a gas chamber buck naked. Is that the point where you say, hey, I'm not going to stand for this? Well, not really, because as soon as you do that, at that point, you're getting a bolt in your head. And I'm not, <laughs> people say that you're crazy for pulling these analogies, but fundamentally it's the exact same thing. And it's saying that the government can dictate what you can and cannot do, how you must identify yourself, must identify yourself. And here's the real stupid thing. Like, like I understand if there's some logic to any of this, but in Alberta, starting on the 20th, I can't go into a restaurant if I have not been vaccinated, but the employees are allowed to work there without vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't yeah, that's that a fully, here. A lot fully of, uh, retarded? It's the almost wow. opposite here you know, so far. A yeah. lot of um, businesses, you have to wear a mask or, and be vaccinated to work there. And But they're leaving it up to <clears> the, uh, the honor system when it comes to customers. They tell you, hey, you know, come on in, do whatever, as long as you're vaccinated. If you're not, please wear a mask. But they're not asking mm -hmm. to see anything yet, right? Yeah. A lot of business. Yeah. I haven't seen a business that has asked to see the card. Now, the actual medical office I was vaccinated at now requires a mask for everybody. Yeah. And I, I asked my doc about it, and she explained two things to me. What they said, her bosses, from the CDC to the VA, flowed down to her and then she said told me what her uh, medical education experience leads her to believe right mm -hmm. and they were and they were diametrically opposed opinions and her medical is the exact same reason I came the exact same conclusion I came to when I thought about it well I wonder why the VA is that saying you got to wear a mask in all their facilities now vaccinated or not, they just don't care. Mm -hmm. It boils you know, down <clears throat> to simply this. Um, veterans are crotchety people. And if you go to a veterans organization and you sit there and listen, you will hear the most outlandish, alien, butt-probe conspiracy theories you've ever heard, you can't even imagine. You'll also hear fat. You'll also hear you know, blah, blah, blah. And, but everybody is just so pro or so anti-government or these people are stupid, those people are stupid. Prevent all that. Prevent the actual uh, possibility of butt-hurt feelings and fistfights between old people that, are not not going to do anything but scrape up their onion skin knuckles, um, make everybody wear a mask. Yeah. Oh, and then also, by the way, um, even if you've been vaccinated, we know you can carry, just like you can carry anything <laughs> yeah. that you've had yep. a vaccine for. Um, you can still get COVID-19. You're only going to be um, a danger generally not all the time, generally, to people who haven't been vaccinated. So I'm like, yeah, that's the true with everything. You know, yeah. polio, uh, AIDS, uh, whatever, you know. Yes, yeah. I know there's no vaccine for AIDS, people. 
Get off me. Over dramatic um, uh, example, you know, just to uh, poke you in your thought provoking button, you know. Yeah. But, you know, it, I, there's, I don't, in my lifetime at least, there's been no more polarizing thing. And I blame the government and the media for making COVID as polarized, even if this was as bad as the um, 1917 flu, right? The Spanish flu. Even if it was as bad. Let's just say it is. For the sake of this argument, there was no reason to make it political or this polarizing. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yes, there is. Politics. There's the reason. Yeah. Yeah. And also. I heard this last night, and I'm going to share it with everybody. And please, apply it to this situation in your own personal lives. I'm not asking. I'm telling. Apply this to your covid stupid uh, uh, discussions amongst your friends and family. I don't care which side of the argument you fall on. Left wing, right wing, it's all part of the same stupid bird. Politics. And I can't believe I just um, quoted AVE, but I did because it's poignant. I'm sure he stole it from somebody. Yeah. Probably Wrangler star. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, like, man, I don't know. I, I'm telling you this right now. So, okay, I've been com- I've been compliant, and because you know what, I feel honestly bad for people who are scared. I'm not scared. Like, n- not at all. Give me COVID. Inject me with COVID. I don't give a crap. I guarantee it's not going to kill me. Right? You know the things. <sighs> You know, obesity kills more people than COVID ever could or would ever hope to. Like, come on, people. Let's shut the gyms down and keep the booze stores open. Real smart. Like, I just can't believe. I, here's the point that I'm at. I'm done with the complete stupidity, with the mental retardation of our leaders telling us to do stupid shit and everybody going along like a bunch of sheeple. <laughs> I'm not doing a thing for myself. I'm just going to put a mask on. Two weeks flat in the curve. Oh, that sounds real nice. Piss off. This is nothing but government control, government overreach. This is not a pandemic. It is not a pandemic. It has never been a pandemic. Done. And I'm at the point now where I am done complying. I will embrace civil disobedience because I... Where we're headed, if everybody just does this stupid stuff, it's bad. It's real bad. We don't have to look that far back in history to see it. There's just so few people on earth that have their eyes open and can actually ask questions and look at the entire thing and say, okay, what is going on? Let's try and figure out what makes sense. And they get everybody scared. Right? They come up with these catchphrases. And in fear and paranoia, people make stupid decisions. And that's what everybody's doing right now. And whatever. Wear a mask. Okay. Generally, most of the time, I put a mask. Uh, pretty much all the time, I wear a mask because I don't want to hurt people's. I don't want. I understand. People are nervous. And I feel empathetic towards them. I feel sympathetic towards them. I don't want to make their days worse. So I put a mask on if it makes them feel good. That mask does nothing for me or you. And scientifically, it hasn't been proven yet. You know, when doctors wear those masks in operating rooms, those are like sanitary conditions. Everything's been 
treated to the max, and that's just one last step in prevention. That's not designed for you to go run around the world in grocery stores with kids puking on the floor and sneezing, uh, people not washing their hands after they go to the bathroom and keep everybody safe. That's not what they're supposed to do. And like we talked about last week, there's no criteria for what constitutes a proper mask. I can put nylons on my head, and technically that's a face covering you have to let me in like everybody else. But now we're at the point where I can't go to a restaurant, and fine, whatever. Uh, they don't get my business. But my word, we are like <laughs> just thousands of an inch away from saying, now you can't go to the grocery store and buy food. And at that point, you're messing with my life. And I'm not a pacifist. I'm just saying I'm not a pacifist. And we are so damn close to that. And 98% of the world just sits there and goes, come on, just get vaccinated already. I was not against the vaccine. I wasn't in a rush to get it. I wasn't saying, hey, you know what? I'm like, if there's people like the older population, the, the people that have, you know, other threats, possible comorbidities, very important to think, think about with these Wuhan sniffles. But I'm not rushing to get it because it's not a threat to me. It's not a threat to me. It's a flu. And I've had the flu before and it hasn't killed me. This is no worse than the common flu. And everybody says, oh, you're crazy. No, fact of the matter. There's no people dying in the streets. This isn't what we were told it was going to be. We've constantly, constantly been lied to. And I don't know why people turn the other way. You know, even the, the news networks will show footage from other hospitals and say this is in the United States and it's not. It's constant, nonstop lying. What point? Why doesn't that make people stop and take a step back and say, wait a minute, I can't believe this side. I need to think for myself. Even on the other side, the, the side that I kind of tend to identify more with, oh, if you get the vaccine, you're never going to have children again. Your wanker's going to fall. I don't buy all that crap either, right? I'm not against the vaccine. But now that they say you must do it, okay, sorry. There's those of us that were like, ah, you know, I'm not a pro-vaxxer. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm just going to wait. And, and okay, maybe I'll get it eventually, right? And now they tell me that I am a second-rate citizen I don't have the same rights as other people in this country because I haven't had a vaccine yet. Yeah, there, there you go. You poke the bear. <laughs> you never poke a bear. Yeah. Well, I would rather have be told none of this, but I would if you're going to tell me something, I would rather be told I'm a second-class citizen for something that does tend to affect everybody, not I'm a second-class citizen because I'm a white male. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's normal, right? I mean, we're the threat to society. It's funny you see it because I'm actually very, very polite uh, out in public. You know, I talk to people, I make jokes, and, and people really like me. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm very introverted. I'm an introvert. I don't need people around. But, you know, the people that I see regularly at the post offices, various stores that I go to, I, they love it when I come in. Hey, Jeremy, how are you doing? So good to see you. You know what I mean? I brighten their day, I talk to them. I know they're, Right. But when I go to a store for the first time and, you know, say there's uh, an Asian lady working there, young Asian, say 25 years old. I can tell as soon as she sees me, she's got this <gasps> because I'm a tall guy and I'm white. And I see it and it's like, oh, so, so I guess I'm enemy number one to you. You know, just, just give me a chance. You realize I'm probably more friendly than 95 percent of the people that come in here. And generally, I like human beings, you know. But it's so funny because you can see it and they're looking and they, they kind of, their eyes get a little bit, bit like, oh, oh, this guy's 
bad news, bad, you know, and I don't even, I don't even have like earrings or tattoos everywhere. I'm not like a biker, like no reason to be afraid of me. I dress normal. I wear t-shirt and jeans, you know, and they come in and say, oh, well, it's true. Actually, <laughs> you're tall, white, bald, you have some tattoos and you ride a bike. It's a dual sport. It doesn't count. <laughs> well, they don't know. Yeah. It's just a woman. I mean, you have to explain these things to them, generally Just with a crayon. A yeah. Okay, now you've gone the other way, Todd. I see. That's why they hate us. It's, that's why they hate us. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, I know. This ladies and gentlemen, just, um, that was a joke. <laughs> Anyways, hey, do we want to lighten the mood in here a little bit, Todd? You ready for that? <clears throat> it. It we could literally go it. back to the Holocaust, and it would be lightening the mood. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, GoPro Hero Ten. It's coming out. Oh my God! <laughs> the the stupidity. These people. They talking about Kool Aid drinkers. The 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 people who write for these um, fake. Uh, uh, electronics and technology sites. Yeah. Because they get and they get kickbacks. Oh my God, this thing is the best thing since like, it should be seven thousand dollars with all the stuff 000. you get from it. Not four hundred. Seventy thousand. That's what Peter okay. McKinnon did in his video. Do you see that video? No. Okay, so Oh no, I was reading something online. Oh. Peter McKinnon just did uh oh by the way, him and I are like, well, I don't follow him on Instagram, but we chat on Instagram. Uh, anyways, he got a GoPro Hero 10, and he did a video. This this camera should be worth ten thousand dollars. Interesting enough, he's probably got like eight videos about GoPros. Every one, he ends up to the same conclusion. Man, I want this camera to be good, but it's not. I can't use it because it's just ugh, it doesn't do what I think it should be capable of. And this one, he finally says, he said, "Thank you, GoPro, for sending me these." Even though I've got eight videos where I just bash your product, but he said honestly. This is the first one that I'm actually happy with. And he says, I'm sorry about the things I said in the past. And then he goes, uh, just kidding. No, I'm not. I meant those things. Those cameras still suck. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's funny. And the GoPro sent him the whole package. You know, he's got the little speedboat and all this and that. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, you know, like I, I read all of the good stuff that they said about it, right? These are all the things that we updated, changed, all the awesome sauce that we have on it. Not one thing had to do with the, the thing that makes it suck. The interface. It's still proprietary. Oh, but by the way, it's even worse now. Because uh, you want to upload stuff, now it'll cost you a monthly fee and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's blah, not blah, necessarily. Blah. Oh, no, the, like, if you want to use their cloud. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, the <clears throat> one of the people I read this morning that's not an industry insider uh, <clears throat> Shill uh, said they're going to try to make this whole thing proprietary in the between an update to this one and the next one. Uh, therefore, you're not going to be able to use a GoPro with anything but GoPro software. I don't think they would ever do that. Because uh, that's where they're headed. That's what uh, Homie said. I don't know. I believe well, see, already because already their files suck. And so if they make you use it with only their software, how do you know it sucks? Yeah. You know, you try to um, 
take a hundred gigabyte file and make it into a normal, I don't know, 1.4 meg file. Uh, so you can upload it to YouTube. Uh, yeah, you have to use something other than GP stuff, right? So, yeah. yeah. So I, I was doing research on this with mine. Like I've got the GoPro 7 and I've been using it for like vlogging motorcycle stuff. And there is a point, a place for GoPros. And I love everything that they've come up with. I wish it actually worked the way that they say it should. And their but, battery life was better. Yeah, that's true. Their batteries do suck. Now, the one thing is they can fully record with a battery pack on. So, I mean, that's most cameras you can't, right? So you can't record while charging. So that's one thing. It's like, well, I guess if you really wanted to, if you've got a lot of filming, you can just plug in an external power source. Uh, still not convenient, but still, really, it really gives you. How much you... sense does that make for a mobile camera? <laughs> that's right. But they're also oh, wait, used I for can, different things. I only have a six-foot electrical cord, but I can only film in a six-foot circle. It's, it's 30-foot uh, water <laughs> resistant. No, but, you know, they're different things. Like, people use GoPros for well, time lapse. you get lapse mad and... and throw it in the lake, I guess it'll survive for a minute. That's true. <laughs> um. So what I did, what I've done now, so if I bring these files in, because apparently they're not they're des, they're not designed to be capable with a non-linear video editing application like Final Cut Pro, iMovie, uh, Premiere Pro, all the popular ones. So literally, what I've been doing now is, if I take a video of a motorbike ride during the day, uh, before I go to bed, I bring that footage into uh, I use Final Cut Pro, and I literally just take all of it, dump it. And then I export that as a single movie into a different codec. So into like an MP4 or whatever. And I let that go all night long because it takes about, you know, if I have 45 minutes of riding footage, I mean, I'm going to use about 30 seconds of it if, if I want to make it long. But I'll export that. And it takes about three hours to export that. But then I'll take the file that I've exported, all the clips together, and now I can just boom, boom, boom. Like I can take files from my Sony's or my, Can my Canon's and as soon as I import them, I drag them and drop them in timeline. I can turn that one to half speed and instantly hit play and it's fully rendered. The audio is fully there. Or I can go like, okay, let's speed it up by eight, you know, eight times faster and hit play. And it's fully rendered and the audio is fully there, fully synced up. With a GoPro, if I took that exact same footage, like a 10 second clip, and I wanted to speed it up by four times, I hit play. It takes about 30 seconds to render it, to sync up the audio. And it's just, I don't know why GoPro's going that way. Um, in my sense, like, okay, you look at Peter McKinnon. He he's a, you started out YouTubing, and now he's a big deal, right? Like, Canon sent, sends him cameras before they're released yet. Um, he does tutorials for Canon. Big dude. And the, the uh, media is getting smaller as far as the teams and as far as the business side, right? It's like one guy in his computer starts a YouTube empire. That is becoming more and more and more common. And it's going to continue that way because why on earth would you have a crew of like 30 people to make a video when you can have one dude? And so for GoPro to head towards the path of saying our files aren't compatible with, you know, the most popular video editing software, even big companies will use like Premiere Pro and stuff like that, you know? I don't know if that's I don't know if they are headed that way, but that'd be the the dumbest thing they could do because nobody's nobody's like a diehard GoPro GoPro. There's not like a people like using the GoPro, but it's not a brand like even like Apple where it's like, oh, everything at Apple fan. I I don't know if there's any GoPro fanboys where well, it's like, I just love everything GoPro. I only want to watch footage from a GoPro. Even if they didn't make it completely incompatible, 
here's what I see, uh, at least in theory, you know, because I always, you know, listen to what these people say, take it with a grain of salt and filter it. I want, I'm GoPro and I want to make it very difficult to the point where it's more convenient for the normal person, the normal vlogger to use GoPro camera and software all in one. If a studio wants to, you know, yeah, it, they I have to, a studio has the time to let something convert for eight hours. Mm-hmm. A YouTuber generally is like, screw this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I, you know, I just bought an $800 GoPro. I guess I need to use their software because I don't have eight hours to wait. Yeah. No, I, I definitely see that point. That's, I never thought about it like that. Because then the, in the numbers say, you know, for every one studio, there's a thousand um, me's out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I guess that might be a, a play on their point until something else that competes with them comes along. And I guess that's kind of where they're at. Like nothing, nothing competes with GoPros. You know, I mean, like DJ Osmo came out and it was okay. But I think it was maybe competing with a previous or two generations previous GoPros. You know, the GoPro now, like, like I'm, I'm not super crazy about high resolution, but this one will shoot 5.3K. But you can do 2.7K at 240 frames a second. That gives you unreal slow motion. Like, oh, my goodness, that gets me excited. On the... Uh... On the what? Not on the advice, but not recommendation, but the example of a YouTuber that I think is kind of a D-bag. Um, he bought a Chineseium GoPro clone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I bought the same one-ish. Oh, my God, it's so much better than a GoPro. I don't know how <laughs> more durable it is, right? Yeah. It films in whatever format you want so I don't have to convert it. The quality looks better. Uh, you know, there's no downside. And yeah. it uses all the GoPro stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. But again, I don't know how you know long it would last versus a GoPro, but it seems like the one big complaint a bunch of YouTubers I watch have on their GoPros is they're not durable. Mm. Oops, they got knocked up. You know, they're made for, you know, action adventure filming and you action adventure them and they break. Yeah. Or, or like uh, one of the channels I watch, he broke the screen on the very first video he ever filmed with it, but it's mm. not one of the ones that you can change the lens. Yeah. So eight. it's a hard mounted lens. It's cracked and you can't see anything now. Um, yeah. Right. I know his channel sucks. <laughs> No, 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 no. He, this guy has like probably seven or eight GoPros now, but yeah. he still uses that one because it works, uh-huh. right? His <laughs> GoPro 9 media mod, whatever, whatever, he about threw it away because it won't mm. work, you know? Mm. It, it, it decides when it wants to record audio. <laughs> yeah, you've heard that about that one. And then... Uh- they want you to use all this stuff with a medium, you know, all these media mod stuff. And then your batteries last four and a half minutes. Yeah. 
And you know what I wish GoPro would do? Like, so I've got the seven, and I, when I bought the seven, the eight at was what out. Camera I bought, Chinesium. Thing. Yeah. Well, the I reason I didn't buy all the, eight. the problems I had with uh, Canon and Amazon. Mm. Action so the camera. I didn't... There's a name for you. Okay. The reason I didn't buy the eight was because it's a non-replaceable screen, right? Yeah. And that's why I bought the seven. But I wish I wish GoPro would. Just take a layoff for a minute on all the better stabilization, higher resolution, higher frame rates. I mean, yes, that stuff's really cool. But if you can't just turn it on and have it work, it's not ready for market yet. And to me, it seems that GoPro tries to get this, just push the envelope a bit. And they do, right? For what they offer, it's absolutely unreal for the price point. But it seems that every release has been a compromise of the operating system, the basic way of how it functions. Like my GoPro, I can't turn it on and expect reliably that I'm gonna get what I wanna film. And when I turn it off, it's gonna turn off. Most of the time, oh, I'd say maybe not most, but 45% of the time when I start recording, I can't make mine stop. I can't stop it. I have to pull out the battery. And most of the time, lucky enough, you know, I only lose the last few seconds of a recording and it actually has it on the card. Uh, but there's been times when I'll go record something and I'll go to turn it off, won't turn off, will not turn off. And sometimes I just set it down, let the camera die. And then I'll pull the card out and it's like file corrupted and it didn't record a thing. And so, man, I, I wish GoPro would just be like, you know what? Like I shoot with Sony's and Canon's and when I turn it on and hit record, it turns on and records. It's like a rare occasion. Maybe once on my on my G7X Mark II, maybe once it just stopped recording or, or had a corrupted file. And I literally have put, I would say, thousands of hours of video recording on that camera. Legit. Like, I use it for, like, three-hour time lapses all the time, you know? But, man, GoPro, it just seems they don't understand that it, it has to work. The operating system is more important than pushing the specs every year, in my opinion. But anyway, did you find the info about your little Chinesium? Yeah. What is it? Is that like to compete with a Hero 3? No. That seems to be a popular one, no? Oh, no, it, it competes with a much more recent generation, but like the one from two years ago. But uh, it's an SJ cam action camera, but, uh, you know, whatever. It, it worked. Yeah. Really? getting these warnings from yeah i know you're cutting out on my end i think it's my side really can you hear me todd i can hear you okay good i've never seen this warning from squadcast before your connection is unstable you may want to stop and improve your connection hide incoming <laughs> video that's funny I didn't know I had incoming video. I always turn my camera off on the little bar down here. Yeah, on yeah Squadcast. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, bah! What was that? What? what? What's going on there, Todd? Oh, the, the, just weird stuff. My entire window of Squadcast just blinked out and came back. Hmm. Like the... Chrome window. Oh, well. Hopefully your recording is, is still recording on your yeah, end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, good, 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 good. 
I, anyways, uh, oh, my cursor may have hit that little thing in the bottom of the screen uh, that blanks your that brings your desktop to the front. Oh, okay. No, my uh, uh, <clears throat> my wife's probably real angry with me right now. Why is that? Is well, since we've been recording the show, uh, my power company has come to the house saying, "Oh, we need to go behind your house and cut your tree, right? Uh, okay, or cut some trees." And I'm like. Well, how did you want us to get back there around the shop or beside the house? No truck. Because if you drive down the side of the house, you're going to cross over my well. You cross mm. behind the shop. That's my, you will eventually, if you get to that tree and park your truck, you're right on top of part of my septic. Yeah. So no truck, unless you are going to specifically and, you know, Raise your right hand and accept responsibility, and you're going to fix anything you break. Yeah. Oh, we'll send a tree climber this afternoon. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm. Yeah. And they won't do that either. So did I? Don't oh know no, I they will because the. Uh, no, but accept responsibility if they break something. The, the, oh, they will. Getting that. Um, I know how to sue them. <laughs> oh, okay. I've discussed <laughs> this true. with their supervisor before, when they come and just. Um, oh. mowed down all my berries. Yeah. And it's not, all they have right away is a five foot diameter around the wire. That's all they have right away. If that extends to the ground, fine. If it doesn't, guess what? You need to yeah. bring in a long reach. Yeah. And they didn't. Uh, they had guys on the ground with uh, just chainsaws sweeping it in front of their feet. I'm like, you need to leave. Or you're going to explain to law enforcement in about 30 minutes why you're doing this. Yeah. What is it? We have the right? No, you have a five-foot diameter. And they, they they kept saying, no, it's 30 feet and blah, blah, blah. Called. Finally got a hold of the, the guy in charge at the company and, you know, told him what the Tennessee statute was. He's like, yeah, I know. Well, that's not what your people said. And hmm. they mowed down uh, almost 100 feet of berries. Oh wow! Uh, and they, and they, by the way, never came back. Thanks a lot, company. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Huh. But anyway, so I was, I was really hoping they weren't going to try to do it while we were recording because every time they come to cut trees, they knock the power out. Oh dear! So are they there now? No, they're going to come back. Oh, okay, good. Uh, but no, I made her handle it because I'm recording. <laughs> she knows I'm recording. Yeah, right. so, yeah she's pissed <laughs> off. I'm like, all you have to do is tell them. You can't cross this line or this line. If you want to get in between those two lines, you have to bring something that's not a big truck. Mm -hmm. Or fix what you break. And then um, as soon as you say that, they just give up and, all right, we'll send a tree climb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, we had a gas company once, so they had to run a gas line across our property. And it worked out good because that's obviously the one that they end up teeing our house into. But... When they're doing this, like before we'd done this, we'd uh, tilled up this huge garden and also I dug out a basement. And so I had these big piles of good dirt, right? And they ran it across and while they're kind of tying it into my neighbor's house because he built his house before me, they, uh, they needed some dirt, right? And so there's construction going on at my neighbor's house with this gas company and, you know, they trenched across my entire property and they also had to make a connection basically in the corner of our garden. So they dug that out. And I see this guy in a bobcat and he's taking dirt from our garden 
and he's driving across all the way across our field, out through our driveway, into my neighbors, and then dumping it into my neighbors where they're doing their connection work. And my, my neighbor had done a bunch of earthwork there too because building his house. And I told the guy, I said, what the heck are you doing? He goes, oh, we need some dirt for Phil. I said, well, don't take that dirt. Like, <laughs> it sounds really dumb saying this, but I said, that's my dirt. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? it, it literally your land. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And he says, oh, we just need, I said, how much are you going to do? He said, I need about 30, 30 bobcat buckets. I said, that's not a little bit of dirt, man. Like, that's going to leave me with holes that I can't fill now. And, uh, oh, we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. I said, I want to talk to who's in charge here. Because even without asking me, they literally took dirt from my land and put it on my neighbor's land. Yeah. That's theft. Um, I know technically only own the they first They probably six went down the entire line, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. So anyways, I talked to the supervisor. Oh, yeah, I know. You know what? Is it work? Because this was in the fall, starting to snow. I said, what if in the springtime we'll bring in a load, like a, what do they call it, a pup or a tandem pup, and we'll give you a good top, so we'll give you like a full dump load of it. I said, okay, that's fine. That's fair. I don't need the dirt this year. <laughs> you know, I want it for next year. And did they? No. Of course Called not. them and called 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 them. Nothing. And I mean, a load of dirt's about five, 600 bucks. It is. Right? Like, it, it's not cheap. And at the time, I mean, I, now I got to go get my dad's bobcat, haul it out there. So I'm like, man, I don't trust these guys. I don't care who you are, what company. That was at Gas, by the way. I'd like to put their name out there, at Gas. Shady. At least their crews are. They're dirty rotters. And then they needed to come to our place to do some stuff. And I was, I watched them like a hawk. I'm like, no, you can't park your truck there. Why not? I said, because that's on my lawn. Well, it doesn't look like it. I said, that's my lawn. Get your truck off right now. I did, like, it's, it's, this is still my property. I know you're doing utility work, but this is my property. And and I, even when they were hooking up my house, I said, listen, you bastard. Actually, I did. Sorry, I was wrong. I did finally get it. Because when they hooked up my house, I told the guy, and I would written down every time I called them, and I actually left messages with people, but I never got a call back. And I written it down, and I showed them. I said, listen, I called you this day, this day, this day, this day, this day. This is the number I called all those days, and nobody got back to me. And finally, they did. I forgot about that. They, yeah, they finally did give me my dirt back. But it was intense, man. If it weren't for the fact that they were working in our house and hooking up our gas, and I could actually talk to the people that I was working with, I don't think I would have seen that dirt. But oh, no. yeah, you got to protect your dirt, man. People try and steal your dirt all the time. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't help anybody up here that, Everybody we've had at the house doing work, either from a utility or a private company, with the exception of one guy out of all of these people, have sucked. They don't care. They're they're just getting paid, and they don't they just don't care. Mm-hmm. Now, I still have work that's undone that I paid for, and I'm never going to get it finished. They just don't care. Yeah. You know, and what the second best guy that's ever been out here he turned in you know he really ended up a disappointment started off good ended up a disappointment um and i should have known because every time he came out his eyes were more yellow (laughs) so no and every time danette would see him in town he's at the liquor store so what the hell you know he would come here do some work get a little bit of pay right to the liquor store Hmm. okay that's crazy you know the one guy you know, got his equipment repossessed off my job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the one guy from the uh, internet cable company, telephone company, fantastic. Hmm. The one guy. Isn't that nice, though, when you get that good guy? Like, oh, man. It's so refreshing. You wish, he, you, wish you could tell to the supervisor. To podcast. He never did tell me what he thought about it, but. 
probably uh, turned off. You know, probably I, I wish you could tell the supervisor. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? Give this guy twice what you give everybody else and then just fire one other person. This guy, fire this guy, pay this guy his salary because this guy's worth it 100%, you know? Oh, man, so good. Well, they're alleged field engineer guy that he came out of now and him and I got into an argument because what he was saying was utterly false and he just mm. thinks that customers don't know like <clears throat> internet yeah. or a line yeah, don't know anything yeah but dude I used to be a uh somebody who worked with the internet I can't think of the stupid word right now I'm so mad about something um but uh I was a sysadmin, right? Okay. I was a system administrator Yeah. Uh, on architecture side, not just, you know, turning people's internet on and off. So I understand system architecture for internet, mm-hmm. at least some of it. And he was saying, oh, our internet does this, but no, it doesn't. You have a run-of-the-mill early 90s DSL system to my house. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, but... Uh, just shut up. <laughs> and then I finally invited him to leave my house because what you're saying is a lie. I'm calling your bosses. I'm telling them. I'm going to tell them how I know it's a lie. I'm going to prove it. And uh, and I did. And later, he, the guy called my house and saying that it was a dick move. Mm. Oh, no, you come into a customer's house lying is a dick move. Yeah. The customer calling you out is just calling you out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's so funny when you get people that don't know, but for some reason they feel the need to lie about it, you know? At a local hardware store, we got this young kid, doesn't know anything. And I'll go in there and I'll be looking for a particular fastener or like, oh, I need a stainless steel this bolt. He goes, actually, you don't need stainless steel. People recommend not using that. And I just looked at him, I'm like, you know, like, <laughs> okay, uh, dude, don't don't talk to me about bolts and fasteners and how to build things. Just don't, okay? Yeah, <laughs> you want it outside in, in case of, <clears throat> of corrosion. Yeah, don't use stainless steel for that. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, we don't, don't know. We don't advise anybody to use stainless steel outside where it might prevent corrosion. Sorry. Yeah. What? Nothing. Nothing wrong. You could be like, hey, I'm just curious. Why would you choose stainless steel? I'm just why? Like they're way more expensive. What's the what's the advantage? Because he clearly doesn't know. <laughs> you know yeah. it's. Or people that talk to you, it's like people come up to me and tell me about, uh, I met this guy and he's filling up a big propane tank and I overheard him talking to the propane filler upper and uh, he, he one of the big ones, like a hundred pound propane tank and he just bought the three burner forge he's getting into knife making. And I was like, oh, cool. And obviously he didn't know who I was and so I was talking to him about it and then he's trying to tell me all about how you make knives. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool. And I just played dumb. <laughs> but it's like, uh, and he's telling me, he he's a little bit confused about how you properly temper and unharden a knife. Well, he said that the very best way to harden a knife is in a forge. He goes, you'll never get a knife harder than in the forge. That's, and with propane, that's the hardest you could ever make a knife. And I'm like, it's, it's more a heat and a cooling process thing. And yeah, I'm pretty sure really, it doesn't come out yeah. of the forge hard yeah. in any way, shape, fashion, or form. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it really cares what you use to get the heat there, but it was funny. He's nope. talking to me about this, and I was just going, oh, oh good, good. <laughs> how you cool it, how fast you cool it. Yeah, what it is. Yeah. Whether or not there's oxygen involved. Like, yeah. okay. What, cooling what about stainless steel? Yeah. 
that's one thing I'm not. I need to do. Well, I guess I I don't use many steels other than O one, and <laughs> people like give me the fritz for it, but I still use canola oil. <laughs> like, well, do you know? There's it a, works. Uh, I can't remember who it was. I or I would tell you. I promise. It was a. I don't know that he's on YouTube anymore or makes videos anymore, <clears throat> but when the knife craze really started taking off, yeah, it was a younger guy, but not a kid, making knives. And he swore up and down uh, that you, because he made some knives out of 01, and they were mm -hmm. like uh, Tonto style knives. And to get that curve, you gotta quench it in water. You just said O one. Do you know what the O stands for? <laughs> yeah. Oil quenching tool steel. If you if you want to do what <laughs> you're doing, uh, W one. Yeah, exactly. Um, but and and the comments that he got. Yeah, I've seen some mean comments. <laughs> oh God, this, some of these guys should be arrested. Huh. Um. You know, like, if you're going to do that, the 01, you need to quench your head in that water, you know, for five minutes. That's funny. That's mean. That's just yeah. mean. Don't pick on the retard. Yeah. You know, keep the nickels out of his mouth, but don't pick on yeah. him. God. Yeah. But, yeah. And he did yeah. it in the video. And, you know, he posted this video because we're watching it. Yeah. And that's funny. He, you know, he did O one, too hot, by the way. Quenched it in water, or what appeared to be water, wasn't there? Didn't see what he put in the bucket, but it looked like water. Particularly when he quen, you know, the bubbles are immediately around yeah. the, the little steam bubbles. Yeah. And huh. then it didn't shatter right away, and then he tempered it. Not hot enough, not long enough. And then was grinding it. And you could hear the sing, the bell ring of cracked steel. Oh, wow. When he was, uh, I'm like, oh, that poor kid. I just felt yeah. so sorry. Yeah. I just want to go hug him. <laughs> yeah, maybe you he poor little to put guy. it on the internet, too. Here's a crayon. <laughs> go chew on it in the corner. But Yeah. And hopefully, you know, funny. if he's still making knives, he's learned. You know, yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. Everybody thinks you know better. Yeah. Like, um, these cooking shows I, that we watch, uh, particularly the Gordon Ramsay ones. But you watch these cooking shows, these contests, and the judges will start the thing off with telling the contestants, you know, you need to think outside the box. You need mm -hmm. to do something that wows us. You need to do something we don't see in every restaurant every day, right? Mm -hmm. So they do that. They think outside the box. They try to create something that they've never seen or heard of before. And then when they go to present it to the judges, the judges are tasting. They're constantly berating you. Yes. This isn't the norm. This isn't what we're yeah. used to. Yeah, I would this have really liked traditional. to have seen this. Yeah. How dare you call this Italian? It's not the way it's traditionally. Yeah. You you literally just asked for that. Hey, clown donkey. <laughs> you just told me to think outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I, oh, wait. I owe you like five bucks now. 
I use your copyrighted term. (laughs) Yeah. No. Which Um, is one of the best um, insultifying phrases I've ever heard. Mm. I think I want to put that logo on my motorbike. You know, because I've debranded the whole thing, and um, oh, I put a surly deck on my swing arm. I saw I did, that. I did put that, yeah. And um, I don't know. I think on the side fairings, it might, it might be cool to have a little clown donkey. In there. I always, I always keep thinking like, what I wanted to do first was put a little, a few words that says "stay," and because everybody here says "stay safe, stay safe," as if the Wuhan sniffles are going to get us, and it puts "stay" and then "safe," but have that lined through "safe" and then "scared." And then a little graphic of a mask. And I'm like, oh, I got to get this. But then I'm also kind of like, you know what? I'm on a motorcycle. I'm vulnerable enough as it is. I don't need to piss anybody off, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. People are insane these days. And and, and honestly, too, it's what is that going to do? You know, same thing with ranting and raving and going out on social media. And, and that's why, like, I edited my video where I talked about the new, the fourth wave of lockdowns. It's so funny because two days previous... The government said, we will not enforce a a vaccine passport. Two days later, 48 hours later, something happened. The wind blew a different direction. Uh, Somebody lined his pocket, said, hey, listen, if we can get everybody on board here, there's something in it for you. Who knows what happened? But it's like, oh, no, we're going to bring in a a mandate. Like, man, these, I just. Oh. (sighs) Todd. I want to go to space. I want to get away from planet Earth. <laughs> They're ruining Earth. that. Yeah, let's go Our up there. Our two favorite shoot billionaires are headed there. It's going to be ruined soon. Yeah, and then they go. <laughs> it'd be yeah. liberal, but it'd be a party. Yeah. Just saying. Um, yeah. There'd be no dental office, but hey. Uh, <laughs> if you ever seen Richard Branson smile, you get that. But, I don't uh, even know who he is. Uh, Virgin Airlines, Virgin Records, Virgin Everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know the brand. Sir Richard Branson. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. That title means nothing to me. No, it means nothing to anybody except the little yeah. D-bags that get the OBEs. Yeah. Um, sir Paul uh, Paul McCartney, really? I mean, yeah, he was in a band, but he ain't a sir. Sorry, he ain't royalty. But if you're going to sir, if you're going to knight one of the Beatles, he was the one to knight. You know, if you had to choose one. I know, but like literally, we live in a day and age where a pop star gets a title of but look a at all the pop with stars. a K. That, that's the. Um, I know it's true. The the icons <laughs> of the millennial generation are all entertainers, not yeah. scientists. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, uh, I would rather have hold up uh, a world class uh, welder. Yeah. Or. Military veterans. It, would that not be yeah. closer to the namesake of a knight? Well, a knight fought yeah. for? Yeah. No, really. Like, y- y- if oh, yeah, you have, yeah, I agree. Like, I'm just you, too humble as got, a military veteran, but anyway. No, I know, but <laughs> the way more deserving of that than some I'm guy as humble about it. my veteran service as you are about vlogging and your uh, artistic talent. So there. I'm not humble about being a millwright. <laughs> when people say, what do you know about the, the COVID virus? I'm a millwright. I know all there is to know about all there ever has been. <laughs> yeah, I was a millwright in my previous life. I had to have been because I'm such a jack of all trades. Yeah. Um, and that's my interest. I don't want to focus on one thing. I lose interest so yeah. easily. I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to learn. Yeah. Um, 
I need more stuff in my tool bag. You know, yeah. My knowledge sack. Yeah. But, yeah, I got a, a Millwright belt buckle, and I always tell people, like, you ever seen uh, what the heavyweight t- uh, world champion of the world heavyweight title looks like? I'm like, no, what? And I show them, say, right here, I got her, boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the same way. I get so bored, and I, you know what? I don't know. I, I was, I was, you know, it was funny, because I was looking back at my Simple Little Life channel, and I, I don't know. Everybody's YouTube is slowing down right now, it seems. It's it's weird. Um, and, and, like, nothing's going to last forever, but I don't know. I'm the same way. Like I'm doing up, I'm going to hopefully have a knife video come out next week, but man, filming knife making is getting so old to me. And I know there's a point where you just have to say, okay, if it's a job, it's a job. Right. Um, but man, you know, somebody put a comment on my other channel and a vlog that I did it was yesterday's video. And they said, I sure miss your knife making videos that you used to do. I blocked them. Like, dude, I've made this channel so that I didn't have to do knife making stuff. You're going to come over here and cry. I sure miss your old knife making videos you used to do. Oh, man. Shut up. Sir, I don't understand what you mean. I've never made a knife on this channel. Yeah. What are you talking about, fool? And here's the thing. I I did a knife making video. People say, oh, we want to see you all forge. want to see you forge. want to see you forge. If I go, I, I don't have it in front of me, but if I look at my last knife making video that I put up... <laughs> It's got like no views. And it's like, come on, guys. You know, you, you say you want it's, knife content. Treat them like children in the in the comments or do a video about this. Um, just treat them like children. When you clean your plate, you can have dessert. I made yeah. a stupid video you asked for. Nobody watched it. Get out there and get it some watches, and then I'll make another one. Yeah. So like this uh, forging a knife from a file, 10,000 views. That was also a sponsored video, which would have been nice if it had some more views. Maybe that's why people say, oh, includes paid promotion. They get turned off. It's like, sorry, that's how YouTubing works. Even this making an, a knife, a gentleman's EDC, like that 13,000 views. That's pretty much no views. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so funny because you compare the subscriber count I have on Simple Life as opposed to on Jeremy Gertz. And I get way better viewership on my Jeremy Gertz channel for the subscribers I have. You know, like this uh, shop tour is doing better than I thought it was. Like, not quite 8,000 yet, but I've got 270,000 subscribers, right? Like a very small fraction of views compared to the people that have apparently clicked the button. But on Jeremy Gertz, I mean, I've got like, I don't even know, it's 2,000, well, 2,000 or something, I don't know. But I'll get, you know, eventually I'll get like 500 views on a video. Well, that's a lot, you know, the ratio like a fifth of your of your subscriber number is in I don't know it's so weird how it works I don't even get YouTube anymore I don't get it you know give give forewarning if you think it's necessary I wouldn't because it would add to the what I'm trying to my idea here mm-hmm. but do a clickbait video about that piece of Damascus and the liner lock folder right mm-hmm and explain why I why I won't make a knife with Alex Steele's Damascus, mm-hmm. and then just you know make it be all angry in the thumbnail mm-hmm. with a big no over the picture of the Damascus. Yeah, I like uh, great good in here. And then in the video, just go, you know, I really don't like folders, you know, it, but not say anything bad at all about the Damascus, <laughs> or actually make the knife. Oh my God. Yeah. 
why I won't make one and then make a knife. That'd and then cool. do the whole thing. And then at the end, say, I know you guys have been waiting for a long time, yeah. but here's the reasons why it took me so long, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, no, that's funny. Crazy thing, the old yub tub. Yep. But, uh, uh, I found a new podcast. Um, you know Steve Ramsey on YouTube? Why does that he name was like, sound familiar? Oh, Dave Ramsey is what I'm thinking about. Steve oh, Ramsey. Yeah. Oh, wait, is he the woodworking guy? Yeah, yeah. Um, He's like woodworking for mere mortals. Yes. He's the guy I told you I had subscribed for a short period of time. I knew him from the magazine, right? Yeah. yeah. Back when we used to have page turners. And now, mm -hmm. but when he started shaming for this cancel culture BS, when he started shop shaming and he got rid of all his big shop, and I, I screw you. Did he? I, I, you I never made him, your but. money with a big shop. People who have tried, you know, work from teen through their career, building a big shop so they could retire and be a woodworker, have a right to have nice tools and a nice shop. Mm -hmm. You piece of poop. Yeah. And uh-uh. When he started shop shaming, uh, uh, uh that video made me that angry. Huh. Um. Well, then he, you wouldn't like his podcast then. And I understand <laughs> maybe what he was trying to say, not what he said, though. Yeah. And if you're not smart enough to get a point across that's, that's, that's that important, then you're not smart enough to get the point across. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, if what you're trying to say is don't be discouraged because you don't have a shop like mine, you can do these things with common tools. Yeah. And – Periodically, I will show you how to do a beginner woodworking project with beginner tools. Periodically, I'll show you how to do an intermediate tool with beginner, I mean, an yeah. intermediate project with beginner tools, right? Yeah. But I can't show you how to do this big advanced thing with beginner tools because even exactly. hand tools become advanced. Yeah. You know, I have some woodworking and, and hand tools that maybe five or six of them cost more than a machine. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is if you do show how to do it with fancy tools and you don't have the fancy tools, just the knowledge of how it could be done a different way is going to help you going back to whatever you have available, right? Like people don't realize that. Just seeing it done. Oh, okay. Seeing how stuff's done in a factory will help you out. I am not the smartest man in the world. And I watch people and read books and saw magazine articles of people using enormous shops to do amazing woodworking and amazing just building, creating, fabrication. I didn't have those tools, and I figured out a way to do what they did with what I had. Exactly. Hmm. Because the idea gets there, and then your brain can go from there and it's alter like it. like talent plays a part in this. Yeah. And you plant a seed, and it's like, oh, okay, well, let me let me try this. Let me, let me do that, right? Oh, so that's just how they process it. Even, like, how they – some of these machines will support – uh, you know, say if it's a long board, how do they support the board? Oh, wait, I don't have that, but I could use this instead. Like people that get all mad about, oh, must be nice how to make a knife with $40,000 of tools. It's like, dude, even if you got nothing, what I show you, what you see could be applied to a much more meager setup. Just the Stop other day, playing. I saw a video of a knife maker going through a uh, a box in his garage, right? 
uh, a little storage box in his garage, and he showed the first knife he made for himself with a file. Everything on yeah. it was done with a file. Mirror finish on that thing. What a ugly. What a hand tool. Well, the shape of the knife, you say, may need some. You know, leaves a lot to be desired. If it works, it yeah. works. If it, you know, if it helped you evolve, great. It was a tool. In and of itself was a tool, a knowledge yeah. bomb. But it, look at the finish on that thing, though. Yeah, and that's just sandpaper, right? Like, I mean, that's just sandpaper and time. Oh, my um, gosh, no big um, 2 by 72 with, you know, $1,000 worth of belts? No. I didn't even have a 1 by 30 Exactly. And I drew, I drill the holes in there with a cordless drill, not a drill press. <gasps> I know. It's impossible. You can't do it. Oh my but Lord. I, you know what? I learned all that by watching Trollski, and Trollski had a two by seventy-two grinder. He had a little tiny forge set up, right? And it's it's like I saw what he did. I'm like, well, I don't have that stuff, but wow! Oh my Lord. I, I, I you see look the at steps. What I'm going to do it. He did back in the day. Literally, you know, he was a pretty big time knife maker, mm-hmm. and still used you know a lot of beginner tools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Green Beetle. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Steve. Uh, yeah, I like his videos. He's know, got a funny sense of humor, not that guy. Alec. Yeah. In fact, I have yep. a lot more respect for Steve than I do uh, some of the other folks out there because he says, hey, I'm making this knife. And you see the video, and he's already decided to show it to you because you're watching it. Um, and he fails and he shows you what he learned from failing. Hey, I'm going to try X boom, 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 spends hours or days, you know, beating on red hot steel and then fails. He's like, "Eh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to try this other way next time. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned. You know? Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Like I did a collaboration with Steve and so we each made some version of a cleaver and then we auctioned them off and we gave that money to charity. And um, I forget which charity I had. It was, it was set up so the money went right to them. It was like on eBay and then the proceeds just automatically go to the company. But, you know, he ended up getting a crack on his, right? On the Because he, he actually took a pickaxe that... <laughs> Uh, the story he says in the video that his dad wanted him to kind of clean it up. And he said, sorry, dad, I need some steel. And he cut it up and he made this cleaver and it's really nice looking blade. And then, but he had just the slightest hairline cracks. And so he said in his video, he said, due to this, he said, I'm selling this as a caveat that you cannot use this knife because it was a large cleaver. He said, this is the display piece only. He said, for liability reasons, you know, he said, honestly, it would probably be just fine, but I'm telling you. And, and so whatever, right. It's, it's, responsible on his part and he's like you know we did this thing for the auction it's not like i'm just gonna you know and man people left such mean comments on my channel about that about first of all what a jerk takes his dad's pickaxe i'm like i'm I'm sure it wasn't a big deal because i don't think he's an asshole and would just do that to his dad right his dad probably didn't care and then the mean comments about the crack in it i'm like that's what happens when you go the route of forging stuff especially an implement that was a pickaxe. He's taking it and repurposing steel. And it's a very, very violent process with less control than when they make the flat bar of steel that I did mine from. And you it's know, already so, lived a hard yeah. 
life of blunt <laughs> force trauma yeah. since it was made originally. That crack could have been in there from the original pickaxe. Exactly. And he just revealed it somehow, right? So it's like, but man, I was so frustrated. I, I felt bad. And I, I hoped that he didn't go read the comments because people were being mean to him in my comments. And then they just rave about my knife. And I'm like, dude, shut up. You know, I, hopefully I got rid of most of them, but. It's yeah, like, no, I like people Steve. that make but um, but that's a, a, but that's real. He's honest about it, right? He showed oh, you yeah. what actually happened. I'm like, dude, that's perfect. You know, like, like folks that I, I make these knives route. out of uh, leaf springs, used yep. rusty leaf springs, and then oh, they keep cracking. Might <laughs> be a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah, steel. Uh, certain used. steels and certain applications. Yeah, it has a life cycle. <laughs> Right, it has literally been bent, and mm -hmm. then uh, bent back and forth for however long that truck was in service. Yeah, to you know, spring steel is made to spring back, but only f everything's got a, a a limit. Yeah, fatigue is actually a metallurgical term. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> so, eh, you know, whatevs. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I hope I can get this video done, have it out for tomorrow. All I have to do is shape the handle now. But Yeah, Danette got a kick out of the, uh, uh, got run off the road by a house. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny because I think he thought I was just going to go to the road and pull over, and I'm like, I got a dual sport. I'm going to go right to the edge, and sure enough, I'm like, oh, shoot, I better get off the road. That was my clickbait. <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon as I saw the title of the video, in the thumbnail, I'm like, oh, I know what happened, but yeah, yeah, um, you know, he's got a off road, on off road kind of bike, and and uh, gotta have fun. And Danette was surprised that the lead truck was so far in advance. They're probably trying to close the road. Yeah, they, they do. Can they do have... that. Well, there's different rules from different places. I know in England. Yeah, they close a, an entire road through town and nothing you can do about it. Yeah, and I should say that that flag truck and that house move and then the truck behind it, those were the only vehicles that I saw on that highway. So it's a very, the speed limit there is 80. That, that one actually goes from Calgary and where it comes out uh, right beside it is like my parents' property. My parents' property goes up to that road. And I like it because it's dead. Like if I want to literally do 80 kilometers an hour and just have a beautiful slow ride, I can... But yeah, I've gone that stretch of, I don't know, let's say 15 or 20 kilometers. Most every single day, I won't see a single vehicle either direction. So that's why they use that route. Because it's, there's nothing there, you know. It's, oh. It used to be gravel, like about five, no, 10 years ago, that was gravel. And I used to ride my bike down there. My friend used to live on that road. He moved to Saskatchewan and, and uh, well, this one, I was a little kid, like 14, but. Yesterday we went to. We stopped at Lowe's for a quick minute, and we'd park, and we were walking to the building, and uh, some guy with a Harley with loud pipes cranked his bike up in the parking lot, put in gears from first to second real loud, and as he was doing it, my face was already in the direction across the parking lot where he was, so I didn't have to turn to look. And we were almost all the way across the parking lot of a Lowe's from me to him. Mm -hmm. So I could see in my periphery all the people 
that mm-hmm. were in the parking lot. As soon as he started making the loud rapping noise with a Harley, every guy and one woman between the ages of, say, 40 and 65 stopped and turned in his direction and just stared longingly. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. Oh, I wish funny. I still had mine. Same thought on everybody's mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I told my wife, uh, I'm like, yeah, I still get a warm feeling every time I hear one. Yeah. She's like, yeah, well, yeah. you know, sucks to be you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I like riding motorbikes. Love it. Well, I, I, I used to, too. Oh. I did something bad in a previous yeah. life, and God took that away from me in this life. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Remember when you were Genghis Khan? Oh. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to. <laughs> you lived it up then, but you don't live it up now. Yeah. I'll get you. Well, look I'll at let me. you do it just long enough to get hooked, and then no more riding. Yep. You know, I got to swap out back to Nobby soon here, I think, because, um, you know, it's cold. I heard, uh, what is it, for every, isn't it when you increase your speed by 50%, you increase the drag or the wind resistance by two times or something like that? There's actually a formula for it that's fairly close. But, you know, if you're doing 100 kilometers an hour, you're going to be a lot like higher wind chill factor than if you're doing 70, obviously, right? And so I'm like, if I want to keep riding into the cold weather, I'm going to need to like stay off of the highways as much as possible. Uh, the way that I go all the time, uh, I can do it so that I have nowhere is 100 kilometers an hour. The max speed is 80. And so I need to put the the knobbies back on that old girl. I'd like to, I would like to do it, so I just don't have time right now. But And then start focusing on, on the gravel riding. Because, man, if I got time, it's so nice. I can just cruise back roads and yada, yada. And, oh, it's such a fun way to get around. And also, it's probably safer just riding back roads because there's not nearly as many vehicles. I think your number one threat on a motorbike is other cars. You know, unless you're dumb. <laughs> but living on the back tire or something like that, like a hooligan. Oh, man, it's fun. I actually got to do an oil change on my bike here. Hopefully this weekend. I don't know if I'll get to it, but got to go buy the oil while I'm allowed in the store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy. I, uh, yeah, you know, my, you know, I was talking earlier about the, uh, conversations within a group of old veterans. Mm-hmm. I was listening to one yesterday while I was waiting to see the nurse and I just couldn't help myself. I said, you know, one of the big contributors to the Biden campaign was uh, Amazon. (laughs) You know, as long as people are stuck at home, the Amazon business has gone through the roof and it just went ugly from there the nurse called my name i'm like peace out i've, I've dropped my bomb here <laughs> yeah i right. came out like 20 minutes 15 20 minutes later and they're still arguing about it I'm like, yes that's funny <laughs> that's funny 
Yeah, and you know, you know, like I was telling Steph, you know, every time, okay, new mask laws again, and and we were completely wide open, you had zero restrictions, and okay, put the mask on, and everybody's talking about, it, everybody's kerfuffled, and even now, maybe, maybe in this podcast, I've said a little too much because nothing's happened yet. Like you say, uh, I'm sure the lawsuits are going to start, and that's oh, the we proper had two way. Two filed yesterday. Yeah, and that's the that's the way to do it, right? Like. You know, it's interesting. So there's only three ways, and I got this from uh, Order of Man podcast, three ways to solve a problem. The first one, we talked about this last week, right? Yeah. You can talk, either you segregate, or you use violence, right? And instantly, so many people just go, and and especially on the conservative side, they're like, oh, yeah, freedom. It's like, and I tend to get like, oh my goodness, this really kind of worked up. But then I'm always like, you know what? I just need to chill out and not really do much with this for like three days. Because the moment you get the Amber Alert on your phone, uh, you, you can click the link and go to the website and see the new mandates. And they've got all these rules. So unvaccinated are allowed to eat outside <laughs> at a restaurant. <laughs> but if you want to eat inside the restaurant, you've got to be vaccinated. And yes, that has literally just created a two-tier society. Um I don't know. You know, I don't know if restaurants are going to enforce it. I, there's a lot of people around here that are like, you know well, what? I, I believe in the vaccine, but this has gone too far. Well, some right? of it can. One of those three things can often lead to another. Like mm-hmm. talking can lead to fighting. Talking can lead to segregation. Because yeah. part of yeah. talking about the problem, debating would be compromise. And mm-hmm. having vaxxed inside and unvaxxed outside is a compromise in some people's eyes. I'm not saying it's segregation. Yeah. Segregation Mm -hmm. is a compromise. Is it right? Probably not, but I don't know. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I'm a, I'm vaccinated and I don't go to restaurants. So there you go. And, and being COVID ain't got nothing to do with it. It's I've seen what goes on in kitchens, commercial kitchens, and I don't particularly care for that. Yeah. You know, as I said before the show started, I um, have been vaccinated for Hep A in the Air Force, uh, and there's a reason for that. You know, because they send us to filthy places around the world mm-hmm. where people might see, oh, they're American. Oh, they're here deployed. I'm spitting in their street tacos. Whatever. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we just have nasty groundwater. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and that stuff happens every day. In restaurant kitchens across America. Oh, yeah. Uh, Don't tell me it doesn't. I've seen roaches, rodents, cats, you name it, filthy people. I've seen somebody do something in somebody's food I can't name here. Yeah. Uh, Well, I could. I just choose not to. Um, Yeah. Horrible, nasty stuff. And... I've never worked in a kitchen and I've seen that stuff. So there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, my wife has worked in one and my brother has worked in one uh, many decades ago, but still. And I know somebody works in one now uh, who tries their level best to keep their kitchen clean because they're the chef owner of this restaurant. Yeah. But he said, you can't be over everyone's shoulder every second. And there's going to be some... And it's an upper-scale restaurant in a liberal town. He said, but there's always going to be some customer that says something or touches something on the waitress or a maitre d' is going to piss somebody off. 
and they're getting spit in their food or worse. Mm. And yeah. even 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 not just that part of it, like when I cook and I'm making the one single meal for my family and I don't cook a lot, I try my level best to keep a very clean kitchen. And it's like perfectly clean when I come in there and while I'm cooking, even that is really difficult. And when I just kind of think about, okay, wait a minute, you're, uh, you're at the busy uh, dinner time service, you know, uh, you've got to get how many plates out an hour, right? And okay, you drop an ingredient and it's sitting there and uh, man, it would be so, I think it would be really challenging to keep a, a clean, clean kitchen where there's no food cross-contamination. Like, man, I got a lot of respect for some of these restaurants that keep clean kitchens because I think that is way more difficult than I could even imagine. And it's not as profitable. Yeah. And they got to make money. Throwing food away when it should be thrown away isn't profitable. So I'm going to keep it a day or two or a week too long. Yeah. You know, I'm going to use this suspect spinach that's going to maybe kill somebody. Yeah. And... One of the two times I've had food poisoning, the one that almost killed me um, was spinach. So, ugh. Yeah. I was just really sick for like four hours with the oyster incident, but the spinach almost killed me. And the nurse, the trauma nurse in the ER said, had you not walked in when you did, you'd be dead. Oh, wow. Because um, I was... Uh, they put three bags of fluid in me simultaneously. Oh, wow. Over about a 10-minute period. Huh. Uh, and they kept doing that. Yeah. For hours, uh, I was in almost incoherent uh, and some other thing, you know, because yeah. I was so dehydrated from the effects of food poisoning. And yeah. I don't. Okay, I do wish that on my worst enemy, but no one else. Yeah. yeah. I got food poisoning once at a Chinese food restaurant. You know what the crazy thing was? I Like, I obviously didn't know until I got home, but I, I opened up my fortune cookie, and you know what it said? It said, that wasn't chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> I found a picture on the internet way back in the day. It's a fortune cookie opened up says, that wasn't chicken. I'm like, ah, oh, that makes sense. But here's I, uh, one thing I, I'd i like. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say I've had one fortune cookie that was um, fortuitous in nature. And I shared that with you because we ate on Chinese on <laughs> Thursday before we had a podcast. And it was like, you know, uh, touting greatness the next day. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's one thing that. Uh, we're coming up to our election on September 20th. And I'm just very interested with this whole new, the fourth wave, this new outbreak. I'm wondering if that's going to change like the in-person voting. Cause we, you know, I got my voter card. I was told where to go, what time I can go. And I'm just wondering if like this whole thing with this new fourth wave, our fourth lockdown has anything to do with that. It'll be interesting to see what pans out. Well, you know, it, I I don't really care. I knew the outcome of it before they ever tried to recall the California governor Newsom. Mm-hmm. I knew he was going to get win the recall election. 
It's just the way California works. But I saw a legitimate source of information, as legitimate as you can get. Um, It was one of the witnesses, official witnesses, that watched the vote counting. Mm -hmm. They were watching votes get counted four times. You know, but only for one candidate. And they weren't going to the press to say, oh, we have fraud. No, he was proud that he got, you know, helped Newsom get, win the recall by cheating. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, you never know. Like, it's it's so, you never know how much of that is going on in every level of all of it, you know? Well, well I know some. Um, I know f- because I've seen the official records not what somebody said they said. I've seen the actual records of the Kennedy presidential election uh, from certain states where uh, the mob helped him get elected by the dead people voting mm. uh, and other things, uh, controlling polling places, uh, voting for people that weren't necessarily going to vote for Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was one or two other elections that we researched that while I was working for DHS, uh, it was somebody's pet project and we were researching it. Anyway, hmm. I saw two other elections. They weren't presidential elections. One was a gu- gubernatorial election and one was uh, a foreign country election. And they were all, you know, thought to have been illegitimate elections and they were yeah Uh, and it happened Uh, oh yeah yeah and i think the worst thing in the world is to let people mail in votes oh agreed 100 percent. that's why i hope they don't do this with our pandemic the u.s presidential election of 2020 they were sending in that one state pre-filled out biden ballots to everybody instead Mm of a blank one well, we don't care who you're going to vote for. We've already filled it out for Biden. What? Hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, that woman has never been prosecuted. Huh. Uh, the, the person who did it, who was in charge of that precinct, has never been prosecuted. Hmm. Uh, you got to admit, Biden's pretty funny to watch. I think if we can <laughs> do our taxes online, we should be. there should be a way to be able to vote online. Yeah. But... I'm not so comfortable with that. No, that can be rigged just easier. Um, like it can, you know what I mean? Like, Well, no, I mean, the you can have a programmed architecture that would be safe. It's the networking architecture that's not safe, the server. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't have the uh, – we haven't put the money into t- technology. We know how to make them safe. Just Nobody wants to spend that money. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, anywho – um, you need to be able to prove you're a citizen, prove who you are, and then vote. Mm-hmm. For whoever you feel you need to vote for, I don't care, but we need to make sure that only legal U.S. citizens are voting. Period. Hands down. Stop it. Or we don't legal have to Canadian show... citizens or legal Turkish citizens, whatever. So you've got the rules for our voting, and you don't have, if you don't have government-issued photo ID, you can get somebody to sign for you, to vouch for you, but they have to give theirs. Every time I voted in my adult life since the mid-90s, you can't show them ID. 
you go in, you tell them who you are. Oh, I'm, you know, Todd Fuss. Okay. Because I've tried to show them my voter identification card and my driver's license. And they're like, ah, don't show me that, don't show me that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The woman freaked out on me last time. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, no. This, this, this. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay, I got one for you, Todd. Oh. oh, we need to just calm down. You know what a harp is to me? <laughs> what? No, if it has, let's say, uh, 90 strings on it, that's 90 <laughs> garrots. 90 what? Garrots. I don't know what a garot is. Okay, a wire to strangle someone with. Oh, that's dark. <laughs> I was thinking maybe it's a 90 arrow bow. You put a little piece of uh, uh, wooden dowel on either end so you don't yeah, cut yeah. your hand and just wrap it around somebody's throat. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope people realize. Did, did you know this? I learned this. Is that Justin Trudeau has racked up more deficit in his time as prime minister than all prime ministers before him combined. Except in his own personal family bank account. Yeah. That, that yeah. increased. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Those two yeah. things are probably related in some way. Yeah, just a not sure I could figure out how, but yeah, it seems Best. suspect to me that um, Canada is in debt that they can never ever get out of. So are we. But you also have the ruling party, the royal family of Canada, being enriched beyond belief. Mm-hmm. And then the RCMP just doesn't really. Hmm. I don't think we're gonna look at it today. <laughs> We'll just turn the other way. It's, uh, yeah. I think the most And if Parliament corrupt, starts swinging against him, he just shuts, shuts him down, down, sends him home, and has a new election. Yeah. We got new, we got. What the world is Canada up to up there? Yeah, uh, it's retarded. Fully Come on, put I, the Molson ice down for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, man, I'm, I'm seriously, I don't have a flagpole in my yard, but I might put one up and then put the Canadian flag upside down on her. Hey, free citizen, man. You going to piss with me and tell me I can't go to restaurants? I'm a second-rate citizen? Let's go. Let's go. Pretty sad because the po- the people that say, oh, you should be able to burn the flag and stomp on it and blah, 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 are going to be the ones telling you to take it down. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Yeah. It's like I disagree. I'm a Southerner. I was born a Southerner. I live in the South. But it's just a geography to me, mm-hmm. right? Anything that was north versus south happened a long a hundred years before I was born, mm-hmm. right? Hundred and two years before I was born. <sighs> if you want to have a Confederate flag, okay. To me, that's a stupid label, right? It's a sign on your <laughs> yeah. forehead, like that guy says. Here's your sign, you know. Yeah. You're rooting for the losers. You're rooting for people who believed in owning people, people yeah. that thought other people were subhuman. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, now I know who you are. I know not to do business with you. I know not to go to any of your weddings yeah. or family reunion, as you call them. But, yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, I'm just saying, yeah. people fly them around here all the time, and I'm just like, wow, you're rooting for the losers. Yeah, I see them. The guys have them around here too. And if you have, if your, there's a lot of rednecks. That's, that's really weird. They have a, yeah, yeah. a Confederate flag in Canada. 
I just like Dukes of Hazard, I guess. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, it is. It is. Like <laughs> nothing to do with our history. Nothing at all. I'm not saying that you know an American can't move to Canada. It would be odd. It'd be stupid. Why would you do that? No. Oh, here's my plan. And if Todd, I wanted uh, to meet a Canadian, I'd go to Florida. But hey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I'm going to do if they, all, all this stuff? I, I really think I want to. <laughs> like my goal, I want to move to the United States of America. I want to become a U.S. citizen. And I'm too old to join the military. But if it gets bad enough here, maybe I'll claim refugee status <laughs> as an unvaccinated person. All you have to do is identify as a 25-year-old. That's true. That's true. And maybe, yeah, maybe to make it a harder case for them to fight, I'll, I'll identify as a 25-year-old female. Now yeah, you have to take absolutely. me in the military. And well, you, we've done you that. get a green Subaru with the Vermont plates. They can't argue with you. <laughs> no, that's right. And I, I eat Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yeah, for sure. No, but I lived in a neighborhood for a short period of time in Florida where I had Florida plates on my car. I swear, all other plates but one were from Quebec. Oh, really? What yeah. What the hell? Yeah. And it That's was funny. hell in that neighborhood. Yeah. In my younger days, when I saw Quebec plates at a stoplight, I'd roll down the window, and then I'd, they'd roll down their window, and I'd, I'd do it like a smiley gesture, and I'd be like, get the hell out of my province. You're not welcome here. I used to say that to them all the time. And then they rope their window. Like, ah. One of the I don't have that. That was such an asshole. Every time I'd see him, I'd. <laughs> Look, a frog. <laughs> I hope it doesn't bump its ass when it jumps. <laughs> yeah. Huh? That's funny. That's it. He'd never. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Maltzen, <laughs> eh? That's right, eh? Yo, hoser. Yeah. Uh, but one well, of that's them a good was place really to... cool, but they weren't f- originally from Quebec. They married somebody from there. Uh, they were from uh, BC, I think. But oh yeah, almost as bad. Well, I, was it BC? What's the West Coast one? BC, yeah, it's right? BC, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell Alberta they're about just as bad as each other. And I know two people that are, <clears throat> I know two people that are from Calgary originally, and I know of two other people that are from Calgary, and they they can't be any more different than each other. It's weird. Hmm. One's Asian, of Asian descent. One's Caucasian, and one is of uh, uh, Somali descent. And the mm. nicest one of them all is the one of Somali descent. Mm. Just so cool. So grateful not to be in Somalia, you know. Yeah, yeah. He left when he was six, um, got spirited out by uh, Catholic nuns. Mm. And uh, horrible family story he's got, you know, watching people slaughter his family. But mm-hmm. um, and the only thing he knows about being, you know, from Somalia is what a six-year-old would remember or stories he's been told. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he grew up as, you know, I hate he, what he says. Other than that, I grew up as a, you know, white hockey player in Calgary. But, hmm. you know, obviously he's not. But Yeah. Really cool guy. That's cool. <clears throat> well, Todd, I think we should wrap this up. i got to get cruising here. Okay. 
But that's a good podcast. It got some. I don't know. Yeah. Reminds yeah, me of some of our early ones. Yeah, I had to get this Nostalgia. out. Oh, I had to get it off my chest. Oh no, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not. It, it does it. You know, remi- yeah. and it's sad that it reminds me of that because this crap is still going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it'll be interesting to see next week. We'll have some more stuff, and then I think what I'm going to try and do is go into restaurants as an unvaccinated person, see what happens. Maybe we could report back on that, and then uh, we'll see what happens with our election here. And then you know, it's just just interesting. Interesting stuff going on in the world. But uh, thanks, Todd. I sure appreciate it. And thanks to everyone listening. We appreciate that. Yeah. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, don't forget to do whatever you do. Share it. Rate it. Positively, please. Because um, you positively liked it or positively hated it. Just saying. That's right. Give us a That's five. Right. Uh, I don't come to your work and, you know, get you fired. <laughs> That's true. That's um, a good way to look at it. You know, go to YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you can find. Simple Life and Jeremy the Gertz. Uh, like, subscribe, and comment and there. And Todd Fuss. Positively, you know, because you'll get blocked otherwise. <laughs> um, if you, you know, don't like me, you can say anything you want to on any of my platforms, I don't care. I don't care what you think. <laughs> you know, I have family members that have a more negative opinion of me than you could ever have. So There you go. <laughs> like MC Hammer said, you can't touch this. That's right. <laughs> right on. My mom said worse things about me than you could ever think of. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> right on. And to all you nickel leaders out there, we still love you. (laughs) All right. We'll catch you in the next one. (laughs)